0: hey listen my name is jeffrey morris welcome to the hey listen games cast with me here today the one the only saving grace bringing his computer to help our tentacle malfunctions from last week nathan (laughs) wagner how's it going
1: we are here we are live
0: and we have a show this week yes um also joining us via skype making his glorious return yet again rob douglas how's it going Sup guys, glad to be back. Last week's uh, glorious return was sort of ruined by the fact that we couldn't even get it to work. <laughs> well, I I know all the listeners are dying to know. Rob, last time you were on the show, you said you were finally going to finish Mass Effect Andromeda after putting like over like ninety hours into the game. getting distracted by side quests. So right here, let's get out of the way. Are you done with Mass Effect Andromeda finally? Absolutely not. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good i was like you told me you finished it
2: no i finished it i finished it two weeks ago
0: okay perfect you're a man of your word
2: two weeks ago i finished it finished completely touched it since right oh it's been put in a box and i went on to a new game for a while (laughs) bravo bravo it's been put
1: in a box and you drove over it with your car repeatedly
2: (laughs) no Put it on a shelf so I can leave it there for a couple of years before I finally decide that I want to try and get money from it there so you. I can get $3 off of uh, GameStop.
1: Perfect. Dude, $3 would be a deal for that game right now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so uh today's show, we are going to be doing our uh, Miiverse tributes. Uh, we're going to be sharing some of our thoughts about Miiverse. And then Nathan had a different new segment of the show uh, called... Uh, what was it called?
1: The, uh, it's the de- classic desert island question. So, you know, as you know, people like to theorize about if you got stuck on a desert island. So I was like, if we got stuck on a desert island, what three games would we want to bring with us to play for the rest of our lives? So we're going to talk about that.
0: Awesome. That's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do, we have some news. First, let's get this out of the way first. The Game of a Generation, the hotly anticipated sequel to one of this generation's top games releases today no i'm not talking about destiny i'm talking nac 2 baby
1: nac 2
2: baby <laughs> oh my gosh Rob,
1: you're supposed to follow it up with nac 2 baby
2: no I, I express exactly my sentiments about the game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh it was free in europe today is that right jeff
0: yeah so nac yeah, 2 launched PSN. today on on psn you know and in stores uh 40 instead of 60 this time good move um but, yeah, for some reason, it went free as a free download in Australia, New Zealand, some uh, European countries, and then just in the whole European, like, PSN network. I'm not sure if it's still up for free or not as of this recording, but it was up for uh, as a free download in a lot of regions today. So, like, it was just kind of funny. And people were joking, like, ah, I wouldn't even download the game if it was free. Sony puts it up for free. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Probably not still, but... <laughs> no, we give Knack a hard time. I never played the first one. I just, I, didn't I it was an easy game to make fun of, and I yeah. don't think anyone really thought they were going to be making a sequel to Knack of all games. So, but
1: it's it gotten feels. good reviews, apparently. So you know,
0: yeah, it's getting solid. Seven it has an and upward eights, trajectory.
1: Knack yeah. three could be
0: the actual game of the generation if it keeps improving. Exactly. I mean. This game's getting twice as good of reviews as NAC. 1. Knack 1 got like 4 out of 10. This is getting like 7, 8 out of 10. So the next one will be like 12 out of 10. So. Exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> I feel like NAC 2 is the sequel for a trashy game that no one asked for.
1: It was because um, the <laughs> creator of the PS4 was like, I want to make this game. And they're like, well, guess, you created yeah. the PS4, <laughs> so we'll let you, I guess. Yeah,
0: exactly. But anyways, uh, great. moving on from NAC, um, let us know if you're actually excited cuz i want to see if those people exist. Yeah. But uh this weekend was uh PAX West, one of the uh biggest gaming conventions um kind of in the in the states. Um mm-hmm. started up here in Seattle I believe about 8 years ago and it was a pretty small show originally and it's kind of grown every year. And uh Nathan and I were lucky enough to be we weren't able to uh, attend the full PAX uh West show. But we were able to go to the Nindies at Night event that Nintendo threw um, in downtown Seattle. And uh, we hit we hit up that show. It was it was actually pretty awesome because we had to wait in lines like the whole time. Like it was packed, it was way more packed than the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah. People everywhere, but like we had our switches on us, so like we played a bunch of like salmon run with like each other and some random people online and stuff. So it, the switches kind of helped pass the time a little bit. More, but uh, yeah, it was a lot more lively show than last year, which we went, which was mostly, um, you know, just a couple Wii U and mostly just three DS games. Like that was when we didn't know anything about the Switch or like nothing had been announced.
1: NX, there was just all these different rumors going around and whatnot. So yeah, it was crazy to me how many more people there were this year as compared to last year, and even the last couple years though. Um, yeah, it makes sense, Jeff. You made the point that it seems like Nintendo's back and people are into them again. So,
0: yeah, I mean, and there was there was a lot of games. Most of them were um, pretty new, like upcoming releases that hadn't had demos before. Like this yeah. was kind of their debut was at PAX and at this <coughs> Nindies event. So, um, Nathan and I, when we first got in, uh, my top game that I really wanted to play was Steam World Dig Two, and so we booked it straight to that line. We got, you know, I think we were like fifth or sixth in line because we kind of were waiting in line before and. Uh, the demo was actually pretty lengthy you could kind of explore an area you could get the uh the run upgrade and you went around and then there was a boss fight like um i was able to get to it in about under five minutes because they played the original one a lot but most people took them a little bit longer than that and uh it was a pretty pretty cool boss fight where you had to dodge you know projectiles jump on the head and you know pick, pick it and destroy itself and had a couple different phases and um, the original SteamWorld Dig only had one boss fight at the very end of the game, which was really cool. But they said that this one is going to be a lot more like Metroidvania, where rather than just digging straight down like the original, you're digging a lot to the left and the right and exploring when they originally launched World yeah. Dig four years ago. They were a very, very small team, and now they've expanded so much so they have like a whole team of dedicated level designers who are like just going... It, you know, we were talking to the developer that said they'd just been going crazy and just putting all these little hidden secrets and adding all these different paths and making you want to go back and explore other things and all the upgrades other than the very first one are different than the first steam world dig and so Mm -hmm. um, i was already excited and on board for this game but like i am full fully excited and like totally going for this game and that game comes out in uh less than three weeks from now yeah september twenty fourth so
1: and the biggest thing that surprised me almost was the game looked absolutely amazing like it's a Kind of cartoony um, animation game side scrolling, but the gate the colors looked so good and everything was really crystal clear, and I was really impressed with the level of detail that they put, um, especially into the backgrounds because the original backgrounds yeah. kind of like they're just kind of like dirt that you were digging through and stuff like that. Yeah. And these had a lot more detail, um, whether it was jewels you were finding or
0: and there's layered backgrounds yeah. with lots of different colors and effects, and I think the main reason is like they are. They've been developing this game for the Switch. It's launching first on the Mm -hmm. Switch with other systems to follow. While the original was developed for 3DS, you know, like 3DS game, that little tiny screen that's not the best quality, you don't really need to spend a bunch of time on the backgrounds and stuff like that. And the game looked fine when it came to consoles, but you can definitely tell this one got some extra love and polish, and it's looking like it's going to be a really, really solid game Um, that's going to be, you know, a must-pick-up for Switch owners. And uh, the developers, we were able to chat with them a bit. They're super cool guys, really, really nice um uh, one of them posted a picture of the line on on uh twitter and pretty much the only thing you saw was nathan like just in front of everyone so it, was, it was it was pretty funny nathan got his uh his claim to fame there exactly it was it's really awesome. fun.
1: i looked uh, a little out of it as per usual
2: <laughs> but uh <laughs> and if yeah. you guys are if you guys are interested um if you're like oh i can't wait for SeamWorld 2 Seamworld dig 2 SteamWorld Dig One is actually the on-the-house game for EA's Origin app right now, Ooh. so you can get it for free as long as you have an EA Origins account.
0: Yeah, and you know, definitely recommend it. It's, the first one's even a pretty, pretty yeah. solid game. But uh, Nathan, you so. want to tell people what the other game we played at the event was?
1: Yeah, so the other game we played was a. Uh... We played this game called Mulaka. Um, it was de- it's an indie developer, and it's basically kind of this 3D, um, a little bit similar to like Zelda-style game where you run around, you have a couple different attacks you can do, and you're exploring this 3D area. Um, it was based out of kind of northern Mexico, based on these tribes that the developers kind of went and interviewed, and were, they were trying to tell this story that's never really been told before, which was pretty cool. But it's mm-hmm. 3D space. You go around and you have to fight different animals and kind of complete puzzles and stuff like that. It did feel kind of very similar to a Zelda, 3D Zelda game. Um, mm. And then kind of the cool thing is you have different powers. So in the demo, you had the power of being able to be like a bird. So you could jump off something and then like press a button and you would transform into a bird. You could like, fly up to straight high, up higher like, reach Like voices. Moana powers. Yeah. Ex- like, it literally, <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching. I was like, this game looks like they just ripped off Moana. But it's pretty cool. Um, had a lot of fun. We got to play that game for. They had a nice long demo for. it. We played it for about maybe yeah. seven eight minutes or something. They like
0: actually that. Had cut us off because the line was so long. Yeah, and they wanted to keep going. But um, the team was like really passionate about this project, and you could tell. Like I think I'm not sure where they're from, but it seemed like they may have even some of them have even grown up or had been lived some of their their life in that area of Mexico. And so mm-hmm. um, the guy I was talking to actually said that this tribe doesn't really have like an established story and history written down really anywhere. Yeah. So. There's not really a lot known. And they went and they interviewed the tribe leaders. And they you know, really talked and understood kind of their mythology that they believed to be real. And like the demigods. And so they really put all that into the game. Um, which is really, really cool. The tribe is called the Terra Humera. Um, and so it's kind of that, that culture of those people um, put into this game. It's kind of a love letter to like that culture. And just kind of preserving that history. Which I thought... It was really cool. I never really heard of a game really doing a project like
1: that. Yeah, exactly. That that really interested me. Um, the game looked pretty good. It was all kind of polygonal shapes, so not super in-depth or crystal clear or anything like that, but it had really bright colors and kind of a lot of different things going on with that, so that was nice. Um, and then it's supposed to be coming out on the Switch I believe early 2018, and it's not. It's coming out on Steam this year. Is that right, Jeff?
0: Um, yeah, it's coming out in 2017, launching on uh, Steam, and I think the console version will launch on the switch first with other ones to follow yeah so. no
1: playstation and xbox
0: one yeah so. but yeah it's a pretty cool game if you like 3d you know kind of action or adventure type games um it's a lot of fun the combat is using basically you know just your basic short and you know strong and and light attacks uh, with the spear and you could also do some aiming they use like the gyro controls to aim like, with the bow kind of like zelda and stuff yeah. so seem like they're were, they're were really a uh, really taking advantage of the Switch. We played it in handheld mode. It looked great on there. But, um, yeah, so th- those were the two games we played at PAX. Um, and what's
1: that last one called? Mulaka was the name of it. M-U-L-A-K-A. Mulaka, yes.
0: So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely check out both those games. We'll be sure to let you know uh, um, You know, more impressions on, on SteamWorld Dig for sure when that comes out. Um, I know I'm planning on getting that. Um, and, yeah, we'll let you know when Mulaka comes out again next year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, keep those games on your radar. They were, they were pretty cool, but yeah, those were the two games we played at PAX. We didn't really we have... only
1: played two because the line. Was, we were there for like what three hours, and we yeah. played two games. So Nintendo, I think they were kind of unprepared because originally they were like, "Oh, you got to play four games to so be able to get a free T-shirt," and then halfway through it, they announced they're like, "You only need to play two games because we didn't expect this many people." so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of sad, but it was really cool to see so many people get excited and passionate about Nintendo and get excited about all the different variety of games and especially indie games that are coming to the Switch. So. Seems and like you got a
2: free t shirt.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we got I, a free t shirt. So. Good times. So. Cool. So um, that's what we thought about PAX. Um, we do have a bit of NBA news here. I know we gave a little bit in our last episode, so we won't go too long here, but we thought it was worth mentioning um, a few things. So, Rob, I'll let you kind of start this one off.
2: All right. So, uh, as we all know, Kyrie Irving is the featured artist or player on that's NBA. He's the artist. artist. <laughs> I mean, if you watch him play basketball, he's pretty artistic, but, you know, that's. That's a different show for the a different featured day. Featured cover
0: athlete for NBA 2K18. But the featured covered athlete is
2: a Cleveland Cavalier on the cover, but he just got traded to the Boston Celtics. #Hashtag mm. awkward. So <laughs> um, the NBA 2K announcer, you guys, they announced that um, they are in the future going to put Kyrie in a Celtics or a Celtics uniform for the cover, but it probably will not happen at launch. Yeah, because launches in copies. like yeah, launches in like it launches, two, three uh, weeks.
1: 15th, so ten days,
2: ten days. So yeah, it's super close. We're getting, and so basically, the, eventually you might be able to get an actually accurate Kyrie Irving
0: cover. Yeah, I but mean, I'm sure like in the game like they're updated, so he'll be in you know on the Celtics in game. But like the cover, obviously the manufacturing was probably done a long time ago, and so um i think it's kind of interesting that i've never really heard of a game really having an alternate cover art that comes out after launch yeah. other than maybe you know like i mean day one edition or something this will maybe
1: but. be like a item for collectors down the road or something like that uh we'll see but yeah
2: could be well and i'm sure of... um and actually you know speaking of 2k this is kind of funny nathan and i were talking about this you know it, you, we've all heard of the madden curse yeah <laughs> And there is a 2K curse that is coming to light as time goes on. Because every time a featured artist is put, or a featured, featured player, you <laughs> keep saying that artist word, a featured athlete is put on the cover of NBA 2K, they get traded. They get
1: traded or they oh, make like, teams. like that. going back like about five years. So, interesting. Yeah, I, was, I did not know yeah. that. Kind of really random. but
2: it's, it's actually kind of funny. So there is an actual NBA 2K curse, and the NBA 2K curse is you get traded.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple other news items that came out about 2K18. They did kind of launch last week. Um, But they announced that the Switch version uh, is going to require a micro SD card, even if you get the physical copy, which the digital copy launches with the rest of the games on September 15th, and then digital launches a month later on October 17th. Um, But even if you get the physical copy, you're going to have to have a micro SD card to download um, parts of the game, I guess, and then... Additional, additional future DLC updates and stuff like that. So
0: that's, that's kind
1: of sad. Um, I'm not super surprised because I have these games like on my PS4 and each one is mm-hmm. at least like 50 gigs. And so, but it is kind of sad to see, to know that to be able to play this game, you have to spend an additional amount of money on an SD card or
0: something yeah. like that. So. I mean, I'm glad we have the freedom as as a Switch owner to buy whatever size micro SD yeah, card yeah. we have. And I know a yeah. lot of people already have a micro sd card maybe from an old phone or camera something that they can use like i'm probably going to snatch the one out of my gopro because um, that one's like a really big memory and i can you know buy a cheaper one for my gopro later mm-hmm. um but still i mean we don't know exactly how big the game file is yet i heard a report that it's around 25 yeah. gigs and so i don't know maybe they're just not opting to go with the bigger card and they're doing with the smaller one and passing the costs on the consumer but regardless nintendo is kind of okaying this yep. for 2K, and they said
1: future third mm-hmm. parties as well could also do this. Like, they, they announced it was definitely 2K, and then they said other future third parties games could do this as well. So,
2: this Which is kind of interesting. Road. It's kind of cool that they opened that up to other third parties to say, Hey, we know space is often a problem with the between the Switch and like the PlayStation. Or Xbox and so the fact that they're willing to say hey there's an option for you guys you can still develop for us that's really cool. Shows
0: a lot of of tact on Nintendo's part. I
1: think they're showing flexibility. They're just trying to be flexible
0: I think. But honestly like Nintendo is the master of compressing Mm -hmm. games for their platforms and Mm -hmm. these third parties don't really worry about compressing their games and other ones because you know your PS4 and Xbox usually come with 500 to you know 1 terabyte of memory built in but like Nintendo is able to fit Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon and Arms like in these downloads that are less than five gigs. So, I mean, I'm sh- I would argue those games have as much assets and game files yeah. and stuff as something like 2K, which on the Switch apparently will be over 20, 30 gigs. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of just giving developers an easy way out of not compressing their games and mm. just kind of passing. Oh, we'll just put that through as a download. People will buy a micro SD card. It doesn't matter. So, I don't know. It'll be sounds- interesting to see. When the game actually does finally come out on yeah. physical, the boxes clearly <laughs> c- clearly say you need a micro SD to you know use the full game, but how much of that you know memory will it actually take and stuff? Because I mean, the Switch's internal memory is about twenty six gigs um, yeah, or so. Available. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yep, we'll have to see. Um, so our next piece of news is um, the Xbox uh, executive. Uh, I think this was Phil Spencer. He said that. Um, they, it was kind of a mistake, and they shouldn't have actually announced Crackdown 3 um, so early. Like, they announced it too early. they shouldn't no. have, because It's been hit by so many delays. <laughs> it
1: was announced back in 2015 or 2014. I don't remember which year. Do you guys I don't remember. Too remember long any? ago. So it, was it was long,
2: long ago that it was like, okay, guys, we're starting to fall into Zelda Breath of the Wild category here, where we're going to announce <laughs> it and then put it off for 10 years. Yeah.
0: Well, with that, I think they announced it with Scalebound and, like, a bunch of other projects that, like, just ended up getting canned. And so I think that's when Microsoft was really trying to make the push because they started to see that PS4 was kind of winning the console war between them, uh, Xbox One and PS4. And so they just oh, we just got to announce, bring out all of our guns, announce as many games as we can that are coming, even if they're far ways off. And, you know, kind of, they're kind of paying the price now by, you know, having to delay games. And, you know, this has happened to Sony as well. They announced you know, Horizon, and Spider-Man, God of War, all these games a couple of years ago, and um, they've been delayed, and yeah. t- take a while to come out as well. So it's not, it's not uncommon, but when this is really their only upcoming Xbox exclusive uh, for the year, other than, I think, Forza, Forza. racing game, like, yep. it's, it's definitely a lot more noticeable.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more noticeable. And the fact that it did get delayed, again, like, for the how many, fourth, fifth time, or whatever it is, just stands out.
2: It just feels like Xbox is not their hearts are not in the video game world anymore
0: yeah I mean well, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be kind of their last generation, and from then on they would just kind of focus on just pushing all the Xbox branding as a platform onto their windows, windows. their devices because sure. yeah I mean, they're they're killing it with their windows and like the surfaces like oh they, yeah, they're all over the place, they're selling really really well they're making so much money off of office and all their other products so, like they don't really need Xbox, so like, no. I think if they just threw that onto their own dedicated devices, which they've kind of been experimenting with, like you can play. all of
1: the yeah, all of their Xbox games now come with a code to be able to play on Windows and vice versa and stuff like yeah. That, and,
0: so and so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen, or maybe they just <clears throat> drop the console and make a more Surface styled, cheaper, like gaming centric tablet type thing that could Ooh. be like a Switch. Where you I would dig get it anywhere. that. Um, or plug it in you know, via HDMI. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. See what Microsoft does in the future, but I don't know. It's in- interesting for sure. Yep. Um, great. So Rob, uh, want to quickly hit us with this next uh, news piece here?
2: Yeah. So um, IOC or the International Olympic Committee uh, announced just pretty recently here within, within this last week that they're open to esports. They're actually talking about bringing esports into was the twenty. 2020 20 Olympics or 2020? In Tokyo. Tokyo. 2020. 2020 Olympics. Um, it's true. And so well, that's uh, true. so that's kind of nice a stuff. cool <laughs> thing. But they did say this. They said we will not have any violent games. The violent games have no place in the Olympics. And basically the, the statement is that the IOC is only open to games to depict real life sports such as basketball and soccer.
0: Okay, so I thought this was really cool when I first read this headline. Like, oh, Olympics are open to esports? Like, that's awesome. And then I went and thought of, like, all the esports that are popular. Yeah. Um, AKA, like, Street Fighter, Dota, um, Smash Legend, Bros., League of Legends. Roll. And then I thought of, you know, the esports that I really like that aren't quite as popular, like maybe Smash Bros., you know, Rivals, Rocket o- League. Rocket League, Rocket yeah. League would pass. Um, it's not violent. Overwatch. I've watched some competitive Overwatch that's really interesting. Um, and I'm like, well, what what, do, what is technically violence? Like, is Overwatch violent? Like, sure, there's a little bit of cartoony blood, but I don't feel like it's an overly violent game, like, as of, like, a Call of Duty or something. You know, technically, Dota has violence. You're killing, you know, the different minions and stuff. Smash Bros., Street Fighter, like, all these games have violence, except for, you know, FIFA, Rocket League, and 2K. So, I mean... Putting a eSport in of a game that's already in the Olympics feels kind of redundant to me.
1: I... <laughs> like having yeah. people play actual soccer and then play digital soccer, basically. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, you could take home the gold in, you know, the men's basketball for USA, or you could take home the gold in NBA 2K. Like, yeah. what? Like, I feel like that's just weird. Yeah, I could see, just...
1: we'll have to see what happens. I could see them kind of experimenting with a game like FIFA because football is the wor- most popular sport around the world a.k.a. soccer, Um, and FIFA is one of the most popular games around the world, so and if they're saying nonviolent, maybe they'll test it, see how it goes, and if it goes well, maybe they'll relax a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah,
2: and Uh, I think one of the biggest problems with this move is that they're putting themselves out there as, like, okay, we want to have these esports, we want to be open to this, but there's so many other esport conventions in both America, Europe, North Korea, not North Korea,
0: South Korea, (laughs) Can you imagine? The new game Wing is like a top-ranked Overwatch player. He he may, mains May. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: with those type of venues drawing such huge crowds, we we had an episode a while back that we did about esports and we talked a little bit about some of these crowds they're drawing. And like those that's the hype around like Dota and LOL and then they're like, "Oh, we're only going to put 2k in our Olympics. It's going to be so unpopular, and it's just going to flop." And they're like, "Oh, well, we tried, it didn't work." Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I'm hoping for competitive Lego building being added as a some kind of sport, I don't
0: know. I'm down. I actually kind of want them to add like FIFA now because like there's going to be like 40% of viewers who are like in senior homes and like over 60 who just think it's real soccer and they won't be able to tell <laughs> the difference. That would be hilarious <laughs> which actually. Are, which would be pretty funny, but yeah. Um anyways, um we're going to move into our next uh segment here. Uh Meverse has been officially declared dead by Nintendo, or I'll put it this way, on life support. Uh, Miiverse, the service is going to completely end on November 8th. Now, uh, Nintendo has said they are providing a couple ways through some links if you are interested in kind of preserving your Miiverse uh, posts and drawings and history. So there will be a way to download those and preserve them as files on your computer. But as of November 8th, you will no longer be able to log in see anything on Miiverse. Um, which may not sound like a super big deal. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a social network that no one's on anymore. It makes sense. But what I didn't realize um, is that there's over about 100 games um, on the Wii U mostly um, and also a few on the 3DS that actually use Miiverse as a service um, built into the game that will kind of lose that functionality. So, yeah. you know, it's like if you go back and try to play Halo 2 on your original Xbox, you know, it doesn't work anymore. That, that servers aren't still live for that game. Um, that happened to the Wii, you know, last year. Mario Kart Wii, you can't play that game online anymore. And now, like um, games like Smash Bros, you're not going to be able to upload stages or download them. You're not going to be able to send replays. You cannot post replays to YouTube anymore. Um, and that's oh, a feature that was built into that and like Mario Kart. Oh, wow. And I know there's a lot of like YouTubers and you know, people in that community that still you know regularly post that content just via their Wii U because you don't need a capture card or anything. So Um, It's really actually affecting um, a lot of games, too, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, you know, I'm not going to really miss seeing random drawings and kids' comments on, like, (laughs) Super Mario Bros. U levels. Like, sure, that was kind of tacky, but there are some services, too, um, in games that will be affected, which is a bit of a bummer.
1: yeah, Nintendo used Meverse to kind of to do all of their online capturing. Like, you could capture screenshots through that, and like you said, upload YouTube through Smash Brothers and stuff like that. So it definitely affects a part of the community.
0: Um, yeah. Even like tournaments in Smash Bros, like you won't be able to mm-hmm. do anymore, um, which is kind of weird. But like the online services as a whole for Wii U and 3DS are still going. Like you can still you know, play those games online, um, but just kind of the extra features and stuff are kind of disabled. Nintendo um, didn't
1: want to spend any more money on mods. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh, kind of scary. Yeah, they're the, Miiverse mods or ninjas back in the day. But um, we thought we'd just kind of do a little tribute segment here to Miiverse and just kind of share. Um, first, what was kind of our favorite part or memory um, of Miiverse? So, Nathan, what do you think? Like, um, what do you look fondly upon when you think of Miiverse? I look
1: fondly upon, like, especially when it first started... Um, it was at a time when I had just kind of started using Twitter, but wasn't using it a ton. Um, I had been using Facebook for a long time and was kind of tired of Facebook, and that was when all of the our parents were starting to get on Facebook, and so people were moving away from that as a platform. And it was a really cool place to be able to connect with other gamers and talk about games. Like, I remember, our, uh, especially when I first got my Wii U, I posted a ton of screenshots and, like, asked for help, and people would be like, oh, you need to do this, or uh, this is where you need to go next in that game. Um... And there was also kind of a lot of uh, cool art that was post that people started drawing and doing as tribute Mm -hmm. to like Zelda games or Mario or whatever it was. Um, And so that part of probably for about the first year, kind of just getting to interact and uh, hang out with really cool, obviously hardcore Nintendo fans, because not many people bought a Wii U. Um, But that part of it was (laughs) a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of have to agree and kind of add to that, that, um, you know, Miiverse was a place that I look back, and I had I have like over 500 posts. Like I posted a lot of stuff on there. It was kind of a hub for me to be able to post um, mostly screenshots. I love taking screenshots and games um, because really no Nintendo system had done that before. The PS4 had just started doing that because it just come out you know a few years after the Wii U, um, and it was a place for me to kind of post that content because you know all my Facebook you know in real life friends I don't really want to post a bunch of gaming stuff on there. Yeah. I don 't want to necessarily just flood you know Twitter with a bunch of those posts, so it was kind of a, just a way for me to just kind of express you know the games I liked and post you know my opinions on games and you know you know I love talking about my pins of video games that's why we started this podcast and one of the reasons why is because I just yeah. love sharing um, my thoughts on Miiverse and just kind of the the community aspect that Nintendo really fostered of being able to kind of come together and help other people in um, parts and games so there's numerous parts i would just you know post a screenshot hey i'm stuck at this wall what should i do i've never played this game before yeah. and some veteran would swoop in and do that and i would kind of do the same thing on games i loved i would you know go into donkey Kong country 2 community and you know kids who had played this game for the first time they weren't sure what to do and i would just you know drop hints and secrets and stuff like that um which was it was really cool that you were able to kind of help and get instant feedback on comments. Yeah, I spent cool. way too much
1: time in a Wind Waker HD taking selfies with the uh, <laughs> yeah. pictograph and making sure they look perfect before posting them on Weverse. Mm-hmm. So. And you
0: can't do that anymore once the service dies. Mm-hmm. That was a cool feature of Wind Waker HD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of interesting because you guys both had Wii U's growing, you know, going on okay. here <laughs> since basically the launch.
0: Well, yeah. when we um, roomed with you, we both had the Wii U, and so you probably So I used, it, like, too. that's
2: that's my experience
0: with it is just through your guys'
2: Wii U's and uh, borrowing them and stealing them in the middle of the night when you guys were sleeping.
0: <laughs> Playing on the gamepad. Yeah, so and on, on the, the gamepad. But, but
2: um, I think my favorite part actually was, you know, seeing some of the artwork that people could do on those little screens, oh, yeah. Yeah. like some of the things you were like, okay, this looks like it was drawn by a three-year-old probably because <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> it wasn't too far off. And then there was some that you'd watch, you'd see their picture and you're like, there's no way that was drawn by a human being Yeah, <laughs> that had to have been a machine. <laughs> yeah. But like, they're, they're, some like some of the artists. fan art was just absolutely incredibly well done. And I thought that was super cool that you could just <laughs> share that art on there and, people would be able to see that you're this incredible artist, and they get to see it as a piece of a game they really love. Or, yeah. you know, like, here's Zelda and Link. You know, and just a piece of these games that they these fans really want to watch. And, like, the hardcore Nintendo fans are seeing this. They're going, oh, that's so cool. That's my favorite
0: character. Yeah, and, and it brought people together. It really flourished in a game like Splatoon that really, like, yeah. put those, yeah. pix- those drawings people did and the post people posted and just would post them around the world they post in the lobby of the game it would be like on billboards in game you'd see just kind of these funny drawings of like squidward and stuff like yeah. that and it was cool and even you know the wii u when you boot it up on your tv it would show you know a bunch of random me's and just little posts and pictures of like the top kind of trending games which i thought was really cool it was always kind of fun exploring and looking at the different kind of top posts yeah. for each game it was just kind of a a cool way to kind of see what was trending on the, yeah. the
1: console. And it inspired so much that in Splatoon 2, they put a specific drawing feature in so people could continue to draw yeah. those SpongeBob memes and everything else <laughs> that goes on in that game. So,
0: Oh, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, you know, as, as cool as MiiVerse was at, at times, there was also, you know, a lot of a lot of negatives and down things. So, like, what was one of your guys, you know, least favorite parts or, like, it was one of the things you like, oh, good yeah. riddance. <laughs> I mean, gone, the but... worst
1: part about it was the fact that, it wasn't really integrated well as a service to... Let's say I wanted to take a screenshot. I would pause my game, then I would press the home button, then I would press Miiverse, then I would wait for 30 seconds while it loaded Miiverse, and Mm -hmm. then I would have to enter in my little message or edit the picture however I wanted to, and then hit send, and then it would upload, and then I would finally be able to go back to my game. And later on, Nintendo kind of did a bit better job integrating the service where you could... Sometimes post or min game and stuff like that, yeah, and um, it would speed to make things, it a little quickly speed quicker. it up a little <laughs> <bit> <laughs> speed it up a little bit. But yeah, um, it was a bit of a pain, especially later on. Um, the more I'd been meverse I didn't go on as much because I was like, it's just such a hassle to get on and kind of get connected with it that it wasn't really yeah. worth my time.
0: So, Plus if you compare to like you know what PS4 you know did a few years later, where you yeah. have, you have that share button, you just click that button, it instantly takes you know the screenshot, and you can post to Twitter within maybe twenty seconds. Exactly. Yeah. And, the, and the Switch now does that as well. And as know,
2: we all know awesome. about Jeff's Twitter feed with his Uncharted 4 pictures. Yes, exactly.
0: Yes. Uh, for me, it was um, kind of a twofold. One was the uh, the moderators, moderators moderating on this. You know, Tindo launched this social media platform and moderated it so heavily to make it friendly to even, like, the, the youngest of kids. And, you know, I don't consider myself a vulgar, inappropriate guy, but even I had, like, comments and posts removed, like somewhat regularly which I thought was just baffling they didn't allow you to share friend codes, so you weren't allowed to to be friends with people through meaver so if I chatted with a a friend a bunch I couldn't like really actually add them and invite them to a game which was very odd um so they had some weird restrictions in there to make it make it kind of too family friendly and like you posting like it would get sniped within like a minute like those those moderators were on top of things. Um. So that was that was kind of lame. Um, and I can't really remember my other one right now. Um, but I think Nintendo just kind of overpromised on, on. Well, they Miiverse. super overpromised
1: on me first because when they originally announced the Wii U, like they talked about how oh you're going to be able to call your friend like on their phone. Yeah. And talk to them and be like, hey, I need help with this game. And it seemed like they were going to add in a bunch more features that never really made it all the way. And they
0: didn't even say that. They literally put out a constant video yeah. of someone chatting uh, in-game through a cell phone into the Wii U because of a Miiverse post. And i call like, oh, that sounds like an awesome idea. Like, yeah. sweet, Natuna's doing voice chat. And that was never really in- implemented. Never. They said you'd be able to build your own communities and message your friends. And, like, that wasn't really a thing either. There wasn't really a notification system uh for Meverse, so like i could send a message to nathan as my friend through Meverse, but he didn't know if he had a message unless he literally just logged in Meverse. thought, oh there's a message yeah, from jeff exactly so, um it was it was there was just kind of some parts that weren't implemented on um, the best but
2: yeah i would say that would probably be the the worst the worst part would just be like they promised a lot and a lot of it never came into fruition which i mean incidentally was pretty much the we use entire lifespan <laughs> Um, and console release was just basically a whole bunch of promises that never quite got there or all just were sort of like well we use dead we're going to switch so I guess we'll just put them all on the switch now Um, I think also what Miiverse kind of became near the end it's kind of you know you said the moderators are really good but it kind of there's still websites completely and 100% dedicated to Miiverse fails
0: essentially yes I think and like, that a, kind of brings us to our next topic. Did you have one you wanted to share, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> there is. I have, a, one? I have a couple saved on my on my phone that I can share. I know there
2: was one that you shared with us that I watched part of. I watched pretty much all of it, and <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. It was like a me versus love story, <laughs> and it was the dumbest, like most eleven year old,
0: stupid thing ever. Well, it Was like, great. You guys should check like it out if you if you're ever bored. It's like a need to conversation between yeah like two like 11 year olds and like if they want to be each other's boyfriend girlfriend and this goes on and on and they get so desperate for each other and they're talking back and forth it's like it's like passing like a note back and forth in class but when it's enshrined online for everyone to see it just kind of becomes kind of awkward because these conversations would go as just a comment on a regular post um i have a few i, I wanted to share that I, I saw was pretty funny online on the youtube community when that launched the app they put up mivers community and that just kind of became a Random hub for whatever you wanted to post. You would put it in the YouTube community, and so this guy named Trevor posted in all caps like, "Please friend request and follow me. I am so lonely." And then he kept getting yes, but no friend requests. And so he's like, "Don't just yeah it." And some guy replied said, "Well, what kind of stuff do you like to do?" And he just replies, "Your mom." That's <laughs> so like, there's so many like opportunities to troll, and people just love trolling. Like me and Nathan would go into like. <laughs> The Nintendo dogs and cats community, and we would post comments on like, because
1: all everyone in there was like, people s- would pick, post like pictures of their little Nintendo dog or something like that, and be like, "Oh, look at Fluffy! She's looking so healthy today." And you'd go in there and be like, "Oh man, she's got one day to live." Sorry about that, buddy. And be like, "No, why are you saying that? Fluffy's gonna live forever. I love her." And uh, it yeah. was just so. easy, we would easy just
0: to- we'd spread rumors that like goes back on the schoolyard growing up and being like yeah, make sure you check your Nintendo every day. I didn't check mine for, for about a month, and I came back, and my Nintendo was dead, and it was really sad, and the kid's like, oh my gosh, really? I'm going to play this game every day. And so it was just kind of funny being able to kind of mess yeah. around on there um, with people. Um, I have uh, one more. This, this guy kind of posted a conspiracy theory. There's a lot of like random conspiracy theories that were kind of fun to read mm-hmm. um, on Miiverse. He posted in the Smash Bros. community saying, uh Wolf is not in the game because the max lifespan of a wolf is only eight years. Star Fox 64 came out in 1997. He is dead. And then he's like, the whales, they're like the whales at SeaWorld. There's an identical Star Fox team Nintendo replaces every few years when the originals die. So it's just like random funny, like like fan theories like that. Um, we're just kind of really funny, and I know one of my I favorite just... ones was just all the memes yes. that
2: came out of meverse like there's whole you know you just look up meverse memes and you just see all sorts of images from SpongeBob, just you know splatoon to all sorts of just like Nintendo like Luigi and Mario. why did you forget about Luigi type things and
0: yeah, and uh. I, I befriended this one guy on, on Miiverse. His name is Kenny. And my younger sister, would every time she'd come over, she'd be like, oh, let's message Kenny on Miiverse. It's like, it was this one of these guys who just kind of put, invested so much time into Miiverse, like posting and checking it every single day and making so many online friends. Which, you know, Miiverse was a great community to kind of you know, meet and talk to other mm-hmm. Nintendo fans. Mm-hmm. But like me and my sister, we would just kind of subtly like mess with this guy, just act like we were like super good friends with him. And he was just like almost kind of the point where it was overly friendly, where it was almost kind of concerning, like how kind he was. And so uh, one day I, I messaged him earlier this year, um, right after the Switch came out. And I said, well, due to a financial crisis, I have to sell my Wii U, 3DS, and Switch. This will be the last time I can ever talk to you, Kenny. Thank you for always being such an incredible Meverse best friend. I'll never forget you. Have a good life. <laughs> and sure enough, he posts back the next week. And he says, I am so sorry to hear about you, my dear, good friend. I hope everything works out for you, old buddy. I'll never forget you and all the great times we had together that we spent. Keep in mind, we've never played a game before or anything. (laughs) Just randomly would troll in his comments every (laughs) once in a while. And he said, you are my dear friend. Whenever I hear the song See You Again... From Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Booth, I will always remember you in our good times. Oh my gosh, what? No. <laughs> Literally, this is a real post that this oh, guy man. said. And so I'm just like I, then I posted later and said, Kenny, that was an April Fool's jo- joke. Gotcha. And he's like, LOL, you sure got me, buddy. I'm just like, I I don't know. It was it was just a kind of a funny moment. There was a lot of, you know, things like that that I would just mess with people in the verse, so
1: Miiverse brought us a lot of great entertainment. The Year of Luigi board fondly <laughs> comes to mind because yes. Nintendo did the Year of Luigi, I think it was 2013, and they put yep. a board up for it. And then after the year was over, they're like, well, we're going to take this down. And so me and Jeff went in there like the night before it we was supposed to be coming down, and everyone on Miiverse was just posting, no, the Year of <laughs> Luigi can't end. It'll go on another year. I don't want this board to end.
0: Save Luigi, Luigi deserves Nintendo. more. Yeah. And then there's like any minute the community's gonna go goodbye, all my dear friends. Luigi lives forever in our hearts. <laughs> so, it's just gonna kind of give this weird memorial. So like we'll totally bring you another Meavers tribute yeah. when Meavers dies on November eighth because there's gonna totally gonna be a ton of sappy like posts about. Oh Miiverse yeah, that we'll we bring you we'll bring
2: you some great
0: memes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we will let you know. But uh, yeah, so please check out your Meverse posts. Um, you might find some fun old ways. It was kind of fun walking down and seeing, oh, these are all the different games I enjoyed posting yeah. and playing back then. Um, and I actually did see there's this one kind of hacker slash coder who's in this doing this project where he's trying to basically digitally back up every single post in Miiverse history. He's been working over the last year, and so far I think he has over 70,000 different Miiverse posts backed up onto this uh, kind of website. He's just kind of slowly archiving everything. So um, I know people are kind of trying to do stuff like that because it would be kind of cool, you know, <laughs> Even like 15, 20 years down the road, it kind of shows something like this to, you know, our kids, or the next generation, and just kind of see, you know, how much social media and gaming has changed. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, let us know what was your favorite uh, Miiverse tribute, or maybe you had a really cringy moment like uh, we kind of did at times. Uh, We'd love to chat about with you um, about that on our Twitter, which, of course, is at HeyListen underscore game. So. Nathan, you want to take us through, um, Desert Island, just lay some ground rules real quick before we have to uh, go here?
1: Desert Island is, uh, the way this is going to work is each of us has to list three games that if you were going to a Desert Island, you could never buy another game again. You couldn't get either an old game or a new game. You could only play those three games for the rest of your life, um... Those are the parameters. Um, assume that you have, like, full internet connection, so you could play an online game, like Overwatch oh, or Destiny or something like that if you wanted oh, to. Awesome. Or you could play, like, a single-player game. So anything you want to do, just only three games, and they have to have already come out.
0: Um, so we can play online multiplayer games. You but, can play online But not, online like, multiplayer. local multiplayer. Like, I'm not on an island with anyone else.
1: Uh, no. Okay. You're not. Gotcha. You're all by yourself. So if you pick Smash Bros., like Super Smash Bros. Melee, you wouldn't be able to play with them. You wouldn't accept yourself.
0: Gotcha. Well, I don't um, know why you'd pick Melee when it's definitely the most inferior version to comparing to Smash 4. But uh,
1: anyways, <laughs> yes. I will
0: start it off. Start us off, Jeff. This might be a bit of a cheap shot, but I'm taking it anyways. Um, oh, su- no,
1: no copying other people's
0: games either. Okay. Uh, Super oh, so Mario All-Stars. Have- so someone- okay. Super Mario All-Stars um, plus Super Mario World Edition. This was a cartridge that came out late in the Super Nintendo cycle. It had Super Mario All-Stars, which is Super Mario Bros. 1, Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, which was Mario Bros. 2 in Japan. And then they also threw in Super Mario World, which was the launch Super Mario game for the Super Nintendo. All these games all done there with saves, updated graphics and music. for my favorite games of all time easy choice taking easy the choice. easy way out by getting
1: a cartridge with multiple games on it
0: I, that is permissible that's i can't permissible. i can't choose between mario bros 3 and <laughs> mario world yeah and then you know having the other ones on the two as a bonus so sure. mario all-stars plus mario world yeah
2: you, makes sense mario that's a great choice all right rob all right so my first one i don't know if necessarily would be a surprise to anyone if you know anything about me <laughs> but age of empires 2 of course <laughs> of course All the expansions of course um, because, I mean, just, not just because I really am a huge Age of Empires fan and, you know, a nerd when it comes to that stuff and really love playing that game, but just the fact that it is so unlimited in its gameplay. Like, yeah. you could play through all the campaigns and then go back and start all over. And then definitely. you can make your own maps and you can play multiplayer for forever. Like, it's one of those games that you could just play for, I'm still playing, and it came out in 1999. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a 10
0: so. on the replayability scale. So that would be,
2: like, one of those games that, you know, if I'm stuck here on this island playing this game for the rest of my life, I I want a game that I can play over and over again and not feel like I'm going to burn out.
1: All right, good choice. Good choice. All right, um, my first one is actually maybe a little bit bit of a surprise, but mine is uh, whatever the most recent version of NBA 2K is. (laughs) Um, Okay i really played I love playing those those games are kind of like my comfort food like if I don't know what else to play I'll just go and play a round of 2K. There's a ton of different modes in it. You can play like franchise, you can play my player, you can play your own league and do like 30 year customization, simulation and stuff like that. Um so there's a lot of different ways to play and it always gives you something to go back and change and you can always update or add teams and stuff like that. So if you got really bored, there's a lot of options and I really love the gameplay of those games. So. Nice. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun.
0: For uh, my second choice, I don't think this will come to surprise to, uh, you guys, but I would do uh, Destiny 2, if I'm allowed. That comes out tonight at 9 o'clock in about an hour. Um, because <laughs> that, is time, yeah. that is a game that is supported um, throughout uh, a couple of years with new expansion and content. And you know that game, the biggest part and best part about that game to me is the community and playing it with friends. And, you know, if I'm on a desert island all by myself, like, you better believe I'm going to be on Destiny chatting with real-life people to keep myself sane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not only is there just a lot to do, and, you, you know, you can put hundreds of hundreds of thousands of hours um, into, I don't know, the first Destiny. I'm sure the second one will have, you know, probably even more to do. Um, just that being able to talk and hang out with uh, people online in that game would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Rob?
2: Okay, so my second game, again, probably not a surprise to anyone, but I felt like I had to add an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, um, no. Which one are you choosing? Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag.
1: Surprise to no one.
2: Because, I mean, it, honestly, out of all the Assassin's Creed games, I've played through every single one, um, and that's the only Assassin's Creed game that I couldn't stop playing. Like the other Assassin's Creed games, I wanted to finish them and I played through them all the way, but that was the only one where I literally had to do everything. I couldn't stop myself. And sailing around on the open seas and all that stuff and blowing up ships and everything, I did that for more time than I think I actually played the story. <laughs>
0: It's so a fun sandbox I, to play in.
2: It would just be a fun, you know, if I, it, I, I'm kind of thinking like Age of Empires, you can do multiplayer online and stuff with other friends, it's a good game that you can play forever, but if you want that single player campaign game that you can play by yourself over and over again, Assassin's Creed 4 is that game for me.
1: Alright, very good choice. Uh, my second game is uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um
2: mm. Not very big surprise,
1: I don't think, but I love Zelda. It's my favorite franchise, and I need a Zelda game in there to keep my Zelda appetite hooked. And this game is so big, there's so many different things you can do, different ways you can play, and everything we've talked about on the show for the last six months. Um, yeah. And I think that lends itself very well to a game that I would need to be able to play for the rest of my life, where I can endlessly go back to it, start different saves, start new files, and play different ways, see how fast I can eat the game um and different things like that so that is my second choice
0: awesome jaeger's giving me grief in the chat by saying there's no internet on deserted islands okay well nathan laid the ground rules that i could pick an online game there is
1: no internet on deserted islands but this is a hypothetical desert island jaeger and we have internet service (laughs) because i wanted to make it open to all games not just
0: yeah uh, um so you can play sim city so i i think Breath of the Wild would have been my third choice because there's so much to do in the game. But Nathan, you mm-hmm. took that. I did. I was thinking about maybe like a game where you could create um, levels, like Mario Maker, or like yeah. maybe Halo Reach or something where you can make a crazy Forge map or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, my other games are already mm-hmm. Destiny and Mario. Like, You're I don't that. want to bring that. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be be pretty hard to choose a third one. I was thinking maybe Smash Bros, but. Playing that on the couch with friends is the best thing. So I'm just going to go Overwatch since online is there. And Overwatch, I know, is going to be a platform that will continually be updated as well. And be able to play that online with people. And, you know, five years from now, I'll be able to play, you know, with new characters that aren't in the game nowadays. Um, obviously, that's online multiplayer only. So you, you can get a lot of mileage out of online multiplayer games if, if you really like them a lot. So um, Very true. Easy, easy one out, I know. But... I'll, I'll just go with Overwatch for now. Solid choice,
1: Rob.
2: And I'm really
0: struggling with this one.
1: I know. I'm actually. I'm. I'm still trying to think
2: about what the my third thing one's the is. hardest. The third one's the hardest. The third kind of one's like, the hardest. You're
1: like, oh yeah, I need to do this and this, but
2: because um... there's so many things. You know, there's so many games. I'm like, I'd love to have this game, like Zelda: Ocarina of Time, or mm-hmm. even like. Halo 2, or you know, like these games that you can get a lot of gameplay out of, you can get a lot of extra play and fun out of it yeah, and they would be enjoyable. Was
0: way too short. I would not bring. But that would—that's <laughs>
2: the thing. Like Halo 2 multiplayer was awesome, but its campaign was too short. So, um, I'm actually going to go on a completely different direction and just really mess with everyone. Okay. So I'm stranded on a desert island. I can't control my own fate, so I'm going to get The Sims 3. <laughs> So
0: you do so have you control over control our life. Something. All the
2: DLC, everything. So I can have you can just create families and create people and then kill them off at your own pleasure. I mean, make them live happy,
0: long lives. Oh, dude, come to think oh of it, gosh. I was trying to think of a game that you could like create things in. Um, I'm not a Minecraft person, but like Rollercoaster Tycoon, I think would be another <laughs> really oh, good choice. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, you could yeah. do so many different fun things in that game.
1: All right, uh, that leaves me, I guess. Um... Jeff took mine cuz my third one was Overwatch but Oh okay. Jeff took Overwatch. So I got to come up with a new one here.
0: I think I'm surprised that you're not saying Animal Crossing to be honest. You know, I do I love Animal Poor Crossing. But my favorite mm, Oh
1: man, I threw a wrench at my plans.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um the people need to know, Nathan. Come on, give us an answer. <sighs> All right.
1: I am going to go with Animal Crossing, all right. the original GameCube Animal Crossing specifically. Oh, great choice! Um, Got the NES because games. it has all the different NES games in there that you can get in play, so like Tennis, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers. So you get that added bonus, and I also still like. I think the original Animal Crossing is my favorite. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe it was because of the first one I played, but it's a great game, like you pointed out, Jeff, for being able to play a little bit each day. Um, I was watching a YouTube video recently, and I saw people going on there and playing their old files, like, in 2017, <laughs> so the game keeps going yeah. forever, apparently, which is nice, um, so you wouldn't run out of things, and...
0: Yeah, I think the GameCube's internal clock goes to 2099, so. Exactly, <laughs> so until 2099...
1: <laughs> good for, well, good for your lifespan. Yeah, exactly. I'd probably have uh, gone crazy or killed myself <laughs> off, because I'm so bored by 2099, so... Nice. I'm gonna go with Animal Crossing as my third game, um, but yeah so that was a uh, desert island games i think it's really a really interesting question because you don't necessarily want to pick your favorite game that you've played because maybe it's a really short game or maybe it doesn't lend itself well to being able to play it for a long time mm-hmm. so yeah and
2: that was part of the problem is you're trying to decide what games can you play over and over again so if you guys have your favorite three games or the three games you would want to take with you let us know at our twitter at
0: haylisten underscore games um get, hit we'll, us we'll up tell me. us our, our favorite favorite exactly. yeah answers. exactly so maybe you have some of the same favorite games as us. I don't see how you can't put Mario All-Stars on there. such a great collection. I did. Uh, but I know I'm a Mario fan, so yes. whatever. Um, although I'm a Mario fan, I will say, I have been very impressed by Sonic Mania. I know this game came out you know, earlier in August. We just haven't really had a chance to talk, to it, talk about it on the show yet, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I just wanted to share that Sonic Mania, I think, is totally worth the 19 asking price. There are 12 worlds, um, two levels each, so you're getting 24 levels. Um, there's multiplayer, like competitive or co-op mode. You can do like the, the player two like tails mode where they play as tails and they help you get to situations, but the camera doesn't follow them. So you give it to your little brother who like doesn't really know how to play. And they feel like they're doing something, um, which is nice. But, um, the special stages, they made an all new special stage where you kind of go through like a, Mostly it looks like almost like a Mario Kart or, like, original F-Zero for Super Nintendo, kind of a fake 3D stage, which are really, really fun. The level designs have been improved a lot over the original ones, so, like, it still feels like those old Sonic games if you have nostalgia for them. But for the most part, they improved them and kind of got rid of the, a lot of the things that kind of stop Sonic or slows you down, so you're going faster a lot of the times. And then um, it's kind of weird because this game, um, it really pulls on the nostalgia obviously because it looks like a genesis game uh, but it plays on widescreen it's beautiful and that's awesome but it also kind of holds the game back because i believe there's only three maybe four uh of the worlds are actually new like worlds they created for this game and the other like uh, majority of the levels are actually old levels from sonic 1 2 3 and sonic cd um that they just kind of remade and kind of you know put a remix mm-hmm. on. And so it's, like, oh, so it's good for the nostalgia factor. Yeah. It's good for the nostalgia. And you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I'm playing the chemical plant plant zone. This is great. And then the second act, they usually put something in different that makes it a lot different from the original. So like chemical plant zone Two, you could uh, hit this button that turns the chemicals into kind of a bounce, bouncy, like jello that you can bounce way high off of instead of drowning in. Um, so they do cool stuff like that. And they do little tricks. Like sometimes you go into the background of levels And there's a boss after every act now, and so it's just overall really solid experience. I just wish there was more of the new original levels because like the new levels are so cool. Like there's one where you're in a TV station and and, you know you're going you're being traveled by TV signals and there's popcorn all over the place and you're fighting just crazy bosses. And so um, overall, I definitely recommend it. Um, It's it's a little bit easier and forgiving than the original Genesis games too. Um, The boss fights are a little bit more fair and definitely a lot more well-designed, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you do lose, you don't have to start all the way back over from the beginning, like the Genesis titles. You Gives can you checkpoints, right? Yeah, well, oh, that was that, a you go back to big checkpoint, existence. but you start back at the same zone if you run out of lives. So like, That's nice. I never ran out of lives, yeah. but, like, you know, if you're maybe not the greatest Sonic player, you run out of your lives, you start back at the beginning of the zone, which is better than starting all the way back from the very, very beginning of the game like the original ones did, so...
2: Yeah, that was that's why I never finished Sonic 2. Yeah, so most people
0: never finish those games or solid, I, I because I couldn't get past the of... the Metal Hedgehog at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the Metal Sonic and Sonic 2 was not really a fair fight. You fight him again oh, in Sonic Mania, man. and it's a lot more I, fun. It's actually probably my favorite boss fight in the game. So.
2: I think I made it past him once, but I was got beat like two seconds into the next fight. So. Yeah, so
1: definitely
0: check it out. Um, That's
1: great music. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the game. I've just seen you play a little bit and played a bit, but the music is really, really good Mm -hmm. really well done.
0: And just, you know, the story of this being built by fans. Like, these are a bunch of people who made their own fan Sonic games and just kind of came together, pitched the idea to Sega, and they said, go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's come out, it's just really this love letter to Sonic. Like, literally, these are fans who are making a tribute to those old games, Um, and it turned out so well. Isn't it
2: funny that the fan game made by someone not officially Sega is better than any Sonic game we've gotten in the last 15 yeah, years. I mean, yeah,
0: we have to wait and see what happens when Sonic Forces comes out, but I'm thinking this game is definitely going to be, you know, a better, better purchase yes. than that one that's yes. actually being made by Sonic Team, but... Yeah. Anyways, that's enough about Sonic. Um, other than that, I jumped back into Jacks- Jack and Daxter this week. I got it as a pre order bonus for the new Uncharted game. Mm-hmm. I've played more of Jack and Daxter than I have <laughs> the new Uncharted.
1: That's hilarious. Which is kind
0: of funny, but I don't know. It's just, it's just a really fun game. I'm, I've been having fun going back to that. and I finally beat Snake Pass. I went in and finished that game. I downloaded it on my Switch, but never finished it. Um, so that was good. There's a little feature that helps you kind of guide and find the last couple missing collectibles. Like, I'm missing just a few collectibles and some of the levels, so I think it'll get me back into the game to try to 100% it, because I love, love collecting things in games. Yes. Uh, Sweet. That's why well, you don't like RPGs. Uh, Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Overwatch got an update, too, which was, I just want to give a quick shout out, the, the deathmatch uh, mode in Overwatch is a lot of fun. I was Yeah, I played it the,
1: the other night. That was really cool. So, Rob, what about you?
2: okay so I played a little bit of overcooked with uh, Nathan he was down here this weekend or the weekend before last weekend this yeah. and we got he brought his switch so uh, my wife and I actually got a chance to play overcooked so I got to play with her We didn't do too bad actually we actually did better than Nathan and Ashley did there <laughs> one of the times they did something so okay. I, I was pretty proud of that Natural chef. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that Elise has never really played a video game—that's my wife. She has never played video games growing up, except for like maybe one or two. Was pretty impressive that we were able to actually do pretty well at that mm-hmm. game because it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple controls. Yeah, only beautiful game, super fun, super challenging. Yeah. Everything that you would want say enough good things about this game.
0: game. Like. If you oh, yeah. like playing local multiplayer games, like pick this up on Switch or yeah. PS4, or anything that you you play games on. It's, it's if a you love like for Yeah, family.
2: if you love those those couch multiplayer games, the classic ones, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros, GoldenEye 07, like any game like back in the Nintendo 64 era that you're like, "Oh, this is these games are so much fun. This is the game for you." It brings back a lot of that kind of the competitive nostalgia. Yeah. Yep. sweet Play anything um, I played a little bit more Back to the Future on Steam. I've been kind of avoiding it because of Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, just trying to get through that big one. Um, and also, I finished Mass Effect Andromeda. I could talk a little bit about that. Basically, um, to sum up my thoughts on it, I thought that overall, I do not regret my 100 hours that I put into the game. <laughs> really? But I would certainly not ever do it again. Okay. Okay. And That's interesting. the That's... ending was not the game overall was kind of repetitive in combat and some things, and I would say that story-wise it was not bad. Well, but it was not good
0: compared to the other three Mass Effect not games. Not bad, like, but not good. It doesn't have a b- better narrative. Like it has the worst narrative of all Mass Effect games. Would you say? Yeah, if you're
2: good? if you're gonna do a little bit of a comparison between the other ones, I can just like really quickly here. Uh, gameplay-wise, like combat and gameplay-wise, it is by far the best. But I I want to know about
0: the narrative. It's an RPG. I've played those Mass Effect games for the story.
2: Yeah. Um, Story-wise, I would say that obviously Mass Effect 2 is probably the best, followed by Mass Effect 3. Um, And then I would say that Mass Effect 1 and Andromeda are... Around the same? Around the same with Andromeda, maybe falling just a little short of one.
0: Okay. All right, Right. that, that makes sense
2: and like you, 0.5 0. 0.7 or so
0: i think i saw you online playing ratchet and clink too that you've been borrowing from me have you, yeah have you so one of, the, one of the
2: things that basically came up after i finished mass effect and drama is you put 100 hours into an rpg you kind of go all right i love rpgs still and i actually have um the horizon. horizon zero dawn sitting on my shelf that i i bought really cheap and i was like okay i'm gonna jump into that one And as so i was sitting there it's so like two days after I beat Mass Effect and Drama, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't jump back into an RPG <laughs> just yet. So I looked around at my shelf, and I've been borrowing Ratchet and Clank, the new one, uh, from Jeff recently. And I was kind of looking at it and said, you know what? I'm going to beat it. It's fun. It's silly. It's a platformer. I'm going to do it. And I've just been engrossed in it. I was playing it the other night while I'm uh, talking to Nathan on uh, chat, and we were – I'm almost done with it. I, I think I can beat it in the next week or so. But awesome. I just sprang through it. It's been a fun game. It's that's been a, a, that's a it's a good palate cleanser for the long. It was. It was definitely a palate
0: cleanser. Something that <laughs> that's just that's just a good game. vocabulary there. I like it. Well, it's very, I very I hope you finish in the next week. I've been kind of wanting it back because I lent it to Nathan and now to you. I haven't played it in a long time. I really really adored that game. I actually bought some of the old scratch and click games on my PS3, just because I'm like, oh, I like the new one. I probably like the old ones, and I don't know. I just the old ones don't work as well for me as the PS4 reboot. Like they just don't look as nice. They're not not as fun. There's no trophies in them, so I don't know. I just haven't really been able to get the old ones, but
2: I love them. I, I played through some of them because my brothers had. Um, they're good.
1: They made and, a ton of them on PS3. Yeah, and I they, think ca- they kind of think them.
2: they did exactly. I think as the system went on, they kind of got beat to
0: death yeah which is yeah, why they needed exactly. to do the reboot and why that one was so great but yep exactly Anyways, so. anything, I mean. anything else for playing this week
1: um the one game i did want to shout out is i went back and started playing link to the past oh um, for some reason i turned on my wii u and was like oh what do i want to play and i started playing link to the past i beat the third temple which i have never done before so i'm making wow. progress <laughs> oh nice in my length of progress or length the past quest got the master oh, good progress yes and uh, started going and was roaming around Ganon's Castle. So that was actually a lot of fun. I think I wanted to go back to it because I'd been thinking about uh, Link Between Worlds and yeah. how much fun I had with that. And obviously that was based on Link to the Past. Yeah. So, I mean, Link well, to the Past is all the greatest games of all time, exactly. no matter who you are. So and I claim to be a good You guys had your Zelda list the other day. So. So, yeah. so yeah, wanted to give a shout out to that. But besides that, just get, I haven't actually played that much lately because my wife is like, you're going to be playing Destiny 2 so much when it comes out. <laughs> I need to play the PS4 right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that is true. Um, in fact, as soon as we're done recording here, Nathan and I are heading over to the local GameStop and uh, picking up Destiny 2. They're doing a launch event tonight. So uh, I'm actually picking up the PS4 Pro uh, Destiny bundle. I decided to just kind of splurge on that last minute. They had a good trade-in promo for my old PS4. I had some you know, uh, GameStop credit lying around, so... Uh, Nathan and I are going to try to do an unboxing. We'll throw that up on our YouTube and we'll tweet out the link and stuff if you, you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet. But uh, yeah, uh, be, we'll be looking forward to some more Destiny 2 content. We'll be giving all of our impressions, obviously, next week um, on the show. And I'm sure um, we'll probably be streaming the game as well this week and this weekend. So uh, yeah, de- definitely looking forward to Destiny 2. So uh, as we leave you, um, this is the menu music um, from Warrior's Smooth Moves of all games and I hope you guys have a good week and enjoy playing Knack, Knack 2 <laughs> all right see ya <laughs> see ya